I'm reviewing here! It's Friday night, and I just, 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 just got laid. Dun, dun, dun. Those are the lyrics, right? No, I'm just kidding. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here. I'm your host, uh, Matthew Bussey. I forgot what my name was for a second. I'm sorry. I am watching and reviewing Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. That was an NSYNC song, wasn't it? I always get NSYNC and Backstreet Boys mixed up, and oh my god, memory. Do you guys remember that Disney Channel original movie Genius starring, uh, oh, what's his name, Trevor Morgan? He plays the bully in The Sixth Sense. And Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum is like 12 in the movie. I say that because that is on Disney+. Plus and don't laugh. I just was watching it the other day. I was eating lunch. I was having a hard day. And I just needed to like think about my childhood again. Uh, that was on. And there's a scene where he gets her a CD. And she goes, the new Backstreet Boys CD. How cool. CDs, cassette tapes, oh, rest in peace. Well, CDs are still around, but like I always feel so bad. Like anytime I'm in Target, everybody in the store is like at absolutely every single place in the store except for the CD section. That has probably been at least the last 10 years I've been to Target. I don't see anyone in the CD section. It's really sad. It really is. It, yeah. Why must things die? Why must things fade away? I just closed my eyes while I said that. Wow, that was really cool. What if I did this entire podcast with my eyes closed? That probably wouldn't be a good idea. How's everybody doing? Um, yeah, also, I guess the sync reference was uh, the whole it's going to be May thing because it's on. It's always on May 1st, and that's what people say. Also, yesterday was May the 4th be with you, but sync isn't in Star Wars, and I already did a Star Wars episode. Whoa, what if I did my Star Wars episode... And it coincidentally happened to be on May 4th. Dude, that proves that Jedis exist. And Hashem, our God, if you're a Jew, Hashem, our God, is also a Jedi Knight. Wow. If Jedis existed, I don't... Would that, like, be safer? No, probably not. But Jedis, their lightsabers can, like, cauterize wounds, right? Because that would be really, really helpful because, like, I... No, if you burn yourself, you're not cauterizing a wound because a burn is a burn. It's not a wound, Matt. What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. It's late. I've had a long day. Had a long week. Had a long year. Happy friggin' Friday, though. I am going back after many, 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 many weeks. I am going back to my masseuse and getting a massage and a facial as well. I am going to pass out and I cannot friggin' wait i promised myself that i wasn't going to do that again like get a facial and a massage because i did that one time and i was actually afraid for my life because it is it screws you up so much like it really really does i went to the bathroom after my massage which i got second and my face my 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 face looked like a picasso painting like i just remember seeing my left eyeball was on the dimple of my chin and my mouth was on my forehead. And I literally had to shake my head and make a noise. I legit was like, <laughs> and I did that and looked and my face had gone back to normal. And you know what? It was a little scary, but it felt so good. And I'm going to go and do it again. It was kind of weird though. I don't really know why I look like that. Maybe they drug me. Who knows? But 
if it felt that good, then it's it's okay. I'm you can drug me if you are giving me a good massage. I don't care. I just want to feel pleasure. I'm not really into facials, but I have to go because I couldn't go for a while because of the last massage incident. My darling Clementine, just watch that episode and you'll know what happened. I don't want to get into it because it just was like awful and it's not even funny. Like it really truly is not even funny. Guys, if you like, let me get serious for a second here. If you ever go by yourself to a place, whatever it is, if you go to a party, if you go to a a masseuse, if you go shopping, if anything ever makes you feel uncomfortable, it's okay to be nervous at first, but like, don't be a bimbo like me. All right. Don't just kind of go in and be like, I'm okay. Yeah. Like don't, don't be shy. And I'm not saying like if someone, well, obviously if someone is actually physically hurting you, like with the intent to hurt you, then absolutely, yeah, do something about it. But sometimes it's okay to let your mean streak out. And if someone is massaging your legs to death and then ends up giving you uh, folliculitis, then yeah, you have a right to go up to the person and yell, excuse me, F you and the horse you rode in on, the masseuse horse, I guess masseuses, they probably ride like unicorns because, you know, it's like magical in a massage parlor. You know, there's like waterfalls and like rainbows and I don't know. Anyway, message of the, the message I'm trying to state is this though. Uh, it's okay to speak up. Don't be afraid to speak up. You will be okay because if you don't speak up, you're going to get folliculitis and you'll still have it. Even after you go to Aruba and get horribly sunburned, it's still going to be there. Okay. Anyway, let's get into today's movie. Je tu il elle. That is the name of the movie. Uh, it means I, you, him, her, Je tu il elle. That is how you call it, though. This is um, a movie, and I, uh, oh God, I have a lot of thoughts about this movie. Anyway, yes, here's a little listen. It's a very loud trailer, so put your volume down. Uh, this is Je tu il elle. Here we go. <laughs> I'm funny, aren't I? I really fooled you there because that was a loud trailer. Get it? Oh, that turned into a scat. I never scat. I've never scatted in my life. Scatting looks so much fun to do, but so stressful. And I'd probably get like a sore throat from doing it. Or I don't know. I would break out into hives or something. I don't know. I do love scatting them. Oh man, this movie Je Tu Il El. Okay, before I get into what I thought about it, I have to give you a lot of context with this movie. This was directed by someone who was considered to be one of the most famous uh, directors ever. And she was really famous because she just was really, really avant-garde. Her movies were very artistically done. Her movies required very intense, like, you know, examination. I can't think of any other word but that, but honestly. Her name was Chantal Ackerman. Chantal Ackerman was a Belgian film director. 
She directed a lot of movies. She did a lot of uh, short films, a lot of features. She did a few uh, uh, documentaries as well. Uh, her first documentary was uh, her first feature that came out in 1972. And then Je Tu Il was her first narrative, which came out in 1974. She was a very feminist director. Now, this is the first movie of hers that I've seen. I would, I'm not going to be surprised if more of her movies... Uh, show up on Satan Sounds list. But uh, yeah, she was very, very famous. Her story is very, her life story is very tragic. She was the daughter of Holocaust survivors. Uh, her mother, whom she was really close with, survived Auschwitz, like survived many years at Auschwitz, and her parents were murdered there. Uh, horrible. I mean, just absolutely horrible. And then, I mean, I don't mean to get like dark again, but in 2015, Chantal Ackerman committed suicide. Yeah. She was only uh, 65 years old. I mean, that's old, but still, that's like sad though. I mean, it's really sad and, and no one knew this, but Chantal's sister uh, basically announced that she, that Chantal had been in the hospital for depression and she returned home to, to Paris where she was living 10 days before she died. So she kind of, you know, like she knew what she was going to do. Yeah, that was October 5th, 2015. Really, really sad. Um, I, 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 I'm curious. I am very curious to see more of her movies. I really am. Je Tu Il was just not for me. Um, this is an abstract well, uh, no, you know, I'm going to re retract that, what I just said. It's not an abstract movie. It's a slow movie. It makes sense. Like, I get it. But at the same time, I just didn't quite get why it needed to be so boring. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a black and white movie. It's a very, very, very minimalist movie. There are like four, th not even four, no, three actors. There are three actors in the whole movie. The je, the two, the il, and the l. The two, here's how it is. The je is meant to be the lead in this movie, Julie, who is played by Chantal Ackerman herself. The two is meant to be us, the viewer of the movie. The l, or I'm sorry, the il is meant to be this male and guy in the movie, obviously. And then the l is the the woman that you find out uh, that you meet at the very end of the movie. What did I think about Je Tu Il L? I think it was, it is an incredibly brave movie for its depiction of sex, for its for its depiction of sexuality, for its depiction of uh, uh, LGBTQ sexuality. Uh, for back in the day, this is 1974. We're talking about this is not you know a snuff film or anything at all. It is very much an art film, and it is. Very Chantal, I mean, just as a director and an actress, I mean, completely fearless with her body, with getting naked on camera, with with pretending to have really long sex on camera. I'll get into that. The plot for this movie, when I explain that, it's going to literally probably be like three minutes long because there's there's not a whole lot of um, story in this film. Did I think about it? I, I, I did. I think it's, again, it's all, did I think about the movie, not the sex scene? I'm sorry. No, I, I did. Why well, did I think about the sex scene too? The notes I made about the sex scene, the, literally the note I put during the sex scene was, 
Jesus effing Christ, that sex scene. And then I also had another note. The human body is so fascinating. Why do we have a butt? <laughs> I mean, it's true though. I think the more I was watching this movie, the more I was kind of almost thinking in my head, huh, like is Chantal like really, she she's really interested in human anatomy. You know, not in a weird, creepy way. No, she just is really interested in it. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. So I guess, you know, I haven't even spoken about the movie yet. What is this movie about? Okay. This movie's about an hour and a half long. Uh, it starts off with Chantal's character, Julie. Uh, she is living in this little tiny apartment. And the first line that she says in this movie is... So I left. I believe in French it, it is, Allo, je suis parti. But I may have that wrong. This is like Belgian, and Belgian French is a little different from, you know, French French and Canadian French. Anyway, uh, I'm acting like I'm such an expert. I don't know. But I go to Paris this summer, and I'm so freaking excited. Uh, Julie is living alone. The first line she says is, so I left. Hmm, well, what does that mean? <sighs> For what seems like forever, for what seems like 45 minutes, Julie does a whole lot of nothing in this apartment. She strips a lot. She loves to get naked. She rearranges her bed. It looks like she takes a lot of stuff out of her room, or at least we just don't see it on frame. But she keeps moving her bed around. She's, you know, naked, half naked. She sleeps a lot. She she speaks a lot of... Uh, things out loud that don't really make sense. It's kind of like her inner monologue. Uh, and, you know, she's, she writes a lot of these letters and you don't really know who they're for. And what she's saying, it's all very, like, ambiguous and you don't really get what's going on. She also is really obsessed with sugar and she eats spoonfuls of sugar out of a paper bag and many, many scenes. And she eats it, like, like voraciously, like, like, like obsessively. I did not understand the metaphor of the sugar. I really, really did not. Uh, sugar is meant to get you, uh, well, it's not meant to, but it gets you hyper, you know? Is she trying, is Julie trying to get hyper because she's just so sad and, and alone all the time? I don't know, but she doesn't get hyper at all throughout this whole movie. This whole movie, Julie doesn't smile once. Uh, in the next scene of this movie, this is where we meet Eel, him, this man. This man doesn't have a name. He's simply known as the driver. He was played by an actor named uh, Niels uh, Aris, Ar Arisstrup. And wow, he won three Cesar Awards. Wow. Oh, I recognize that actor. He actually, I've, I've seen him. I think I've seen him in some movies. Cesar Awards, for those who don't know, they're like the French Academy Awards. Cesar, like Caesar, but Cesar. Uh, pretty cool. I would love to go to the Cesar Awards. The driver, though, he is this, uh, like, nobody who Julie just kind of seems to meet. Uh, they go on a date. It's a really boring date. She doesn't say a word. He just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. Is it even a date? You don't even really know exactly. Uh, they just, she kind of picks, she, she hitchhikes. It hitchhikes. She hitchhikes. <laughs> she hitchhikes. This is kind of how it all begins. And the driver picks her up. And then they just, they, they start going 
on these little like excursions basically but he talks a lot she doesn't talk a lot it's it's very apparent you know Chantal Ackerman makes that very apparent that she is just emotionless if you can hear that on camera that is my dog snoring by the way so um that kind of matches how I felt when I was watching this movie so anyway I guess there's um this is fate right now Frankie shh you're snoring shh uh anyway Giving a, I'm giving a review about a movie that makes no sense. Anyway, they talk a lot. Uh, in the next scene, he is uh, driving her, and he starts to kind of moan a lot, and he's talking about his family a lot, and he's he's very, very depressed, and he's moaning, and you can't really tell if it's pleasure or not, and then you find out that Julie is giving him an HJ, a hand job. I didn't know that. I thought he just had like a bad Charlie horse or something because I could not tell what was going on. The, the the cinematography in this movie, it is by Benedict de la Selle, and it is incredibly grainy. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Pie, uh, the Darren Aronofsky movie Pie, but it's very much like that, but on, like, like 20 million, 50 million thousand times more grainy. So I couldn't tell what was going on. But I read though that that scene, well, not as much as the next scene I'm about to explain, but that scene was actually, you know, very uh, kind of controversial when it came out. Now, this is, you know, a European movie. European movies, Europe has never been like America with their content and, and you know, limiting what they believe is quote-unquote appropriate. It's actually the opposite. And a lot of European movies, if a movie is too violent, they will force the director to, you know, cut a lot of scenes and, and it'll be really warned as a very dangerous movie. In America, it's the opposite. In America, you can chop someone's head off and it gets an R rating. But if you show a sex scene or if you see a penis or a vagina up close, it gets an NC-17 and it's in the news and Twitter goes crazy and there's a new hashtag, penis vagina up close, you know, oh my it's crazy. Uh, that's just the way it always is. But Europe, though, I mean, that's why I love Europe so much is that they just, they're so much more audacious with their filmmaking. And I mean, we're talking 1974 here for that scene to be in this movie. You don't see it. You don't see the hand, the hand job. But you know, there have been love scenes in, in movies in European movies for a while. This is also the 70s. So in America as well, content wise, I think directors were definitely experimenting a lot more. Definitely in America by 1974, movies were really pushing the boundaries. Bonnie and Clyde, oh my God, so freaking violent. Came out in 1967, shocked audiences. Rosemary's Baby, 1968, Mia Farrow gets raped by the devil. When in the hell would you see that in a movie? The French Connection, 1971, brutally violent with cursing. The Godfather, brutally violent, and there's boobies in one scene. The Exorcist, she friggin' masturbates with a crucifix and pukes green uh, uh, pea soup and her head spins. Yeah, this was the era, this was, this was the decade when a lot of directors were kind of going like, you know what, screw the rule book, we're going to show what we want. And um, I say this though, because, you know, in Europe, they had been doing that for a while longer. So, um... I think for for me, it wasn't really surprising to see a scene like that in this film. And it was even, uh, well, 
how do I say this? The next scene that I'm about to explain, I just want to give like a little trigger warning if if you get horny very easily or if, you know, if you're watching, listening to this at work because I do have to get a little graphic. After she gives the guy the hand job, she visits uh, this woman. This woman does not have a name as well. She was played by a woman named Claire Waltion, Claire Walt- Claire Walt- I think is how you say her last name. Uh, you kind of figure out a little bit that they must have had a past relationship. That That's kind of what you're getting. You're just getting it just from, you're sensing that just from their body language. This woman is making Julie sandwiches and Julie just keeps, Julie just keeps looking at her with like a lot of regret and there's a lot of sadness in her face. And then they have sex when I say they have sex, I mean it is like a 20-minute long sex scene. And it's simulated. It's 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 not real, you know, but this may this may have passed. There may be a new record. I don't know. Blue is the warmest color has since come out, but this may be one of the longest lesbian sex scenes in film history. And I think it actually does be blue is the warmest color. Blue is the warmest color too. It's one of like my hand hands down one of my favorite movies. It came out in 2013. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. Incredible. And it's also French. They have a law. They, so they have crazy, 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 crazy sex, but it's crazy sex, except it's very, very quiet. It's very gentle. They don't even, they barely moan. It's, uh, Chantal is not really, she doesn't zoom in on, on any of the scene. The whole scene is just one shot from one part of the room. And it really is just two characters completely losing themselves with each other sexually, you know? It's a very, uh, don't laugh. It's a very enticing scene, not enticing, like dirty sexual. It's it's a scene that stuck with me because you don't see a lot of sex scenes like that in movies. You really don't. It's rare. They're rare. They're rare. And when there are quote unquote graphic sex scenes, you know, they're over the top. There's music. There's like close ups. There's a big, you know, when they finish, there's like a big moment or whatever. And, you know, this isn't like that. This is a movie where Chantal really is kind of a genius in that she is making you watch what is going on and making you not look away. And not a lot of directors do that. A lot of directors try to make it very showy. You know, they try to, they try to add all these little magic, uh, additions to it, whether it be the cinematography or, or the, the, the sex position or whatever. And, and, uh, Chantal is not into that. So they have, a, she and this woman, Julie and this woman have, crazy long passionate sex except it's not really passionate because they don't even look super happy they just look super well I guess they're happy they just look more like relaxed than happy you know in uh narration Julie says all of a sudden that after they had sex quote-unquote that's when the woman told her you have to leave in the morning you have to leave in the morning. Il faut que tu partes dans le matin. Now, what did Julie say at the beginning of the? What did Julie say at the beginning of this movie? So I left. Oh, <gasps> you get it. You get it. 
You get it? So the beginning of the movie was the end of the movie. The end of the movie was the beginning of the movie. <gasps> it's a circle. It's the circle of life. It's the circle of lesbian sex life. Wow. You get it? So yeah, I got it. I, I got the gist of that. It is uh, a very... Is it a clever thing? Yeah, it's clever. Is it the most clever movie twist, quote unquote, if you want to call it that, I've ever seen in a movie? No. No. No, 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 no. I I thought about this movie a lot because you know, I do this happens a lot. When I when I watch movies that I don't necessarily love, I like to really read up, okay, why do critics love this movie so much? And the pretty much every review I saw Critics said that they loved it because it was such a strong, passionate movie about sexuality. And it was so brave in its depiction of sexuality and sex scenes and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, the fact that Julie is, is gay as well, you know, or, or bisexual, whatever she identifies as. But that was a huge thing in this movie. That's, what this, that's why this movie is considered to be pretty groundbreaking. I found a quote... There was uh, there's a feminist and queer film scholar named B. Ruby Rich who who said that Jutu Il L, I love this, is like a cinematic Rosetta Stone of female sexuality. Wow, I wish I could speak that way. I really can't. Like I write reviews for my job where I work at, and I always like try to be uh, sassy or like you know intelligent and I just can't do it. I can't even do it on this freaking podcast. How many words have I repeated in every episode so far? Incredible, remarkable, great. I run out of freaking words. I don't prepare these episodes at all. Not really. But, you know, I, I think uh, in thinking about the movie, though, I, I I appreciated it a lot for that. Yes. I mean, rest in peace, Chantal Ackerman, and thank you for for being so brave. I think that is really the best thing about this movie was, was, uh, you know, how fearless she was, how fearless she was to, to just take her clothes off on camera and to really make an artistic film. But you see, I don't even know how to finish that because I was going to say an artistic film with a statement, but I don't know what the statement is in this movie. That's what kind of lost me about it. Is the message of the movie breakup suck? Is the message of the movie when you get your heart broken, you eat a lot of sugar? What was with the goddamn sugar? I just didn't get it. I really didn't get it. And the more I was reading up about this movie, it's the same thing. It's just a lot of, well, it's a brave movie. Look at that sex scene. It was so brave. Yes, it, that was a very brave scene. I needed more, though. I think this movie, I would have appreciated it if it just made a little bit more sense. I think it, it's one of those style over substance movies, you know? And if there is a lot of substance in it, I couldn't figure it out. I just couldn't. Um, and I really did try my best, but I grew very, very bored with it. I, I, uh, and I just couldn't stick with it. I, uh, I did. I mean, I did. I finished it, obviously, but that is just too ill for you. Um, now look, if I don't like a movie, I'm not, I, I do recommend this movie. I do. I am going to say, yes, I do recommend it. I think I recommend it because, um, Chantal Ackerman, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching more of her movies, but watch it for, you know, 
the brave woman that she was, the brave artist that she was, the brave actress that she was. Um, more of the story, I kind of said it already, but um, if you get your heart broken, don't eat a lot of sugar. It doesn't help. It's really bad for your stomach. I'm serious. That is the moral of the story. That's at least the moral I took away from this movie. Don't eat sugar. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't get it. Maybe there is a, there, a metaphor. Maybe sugar represents a broken heart because sugar makes your heart break into, perhaps, <laughs> I don't freaking know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, I would recommend it um, to try it out. Look, it's an hour and a half long. If you're into movies like I am, if you're into trying to watch movies by really acclaimed artists, you know, dead or alive, this is a really good one to start with. Wasn't for me. I uh, just didn't totally get it. I really, really didn't totally get it, but I'm not going to lie and say that it's not a very audaciously made movie. To make a sex scene that long in 1974, I mean, wow. 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 This is like the first movie I've watched that has a very, very famous sex scene. And I know I love erotic movies, like not porn. I like a, a good old erotic American or European movie. I love Blue is the Warmest Color, Fatal Attraction. I love Basic Instinct. I love um, Basic Instinct is kind of like porn, actually. I'm sorry. I'm not Basic Instinct. I don't totally take seriously, but they got to like bring erotic thrillers back. There is a really bad erotic thriller on Amazon Prime called The Voyeurs starring uh, my wife, Sydney Sweeney. It's not a very good movie, but oh my god, it's so erotic and it's so campy and I freaking love it and I watch it every night. It's so good. Um, this is not a thriller though, G2ELL. Watch it though. I, I am going to recommend it. You know what? Maybe when you watch it, you will better identify uh, and uh, interpret what the meaning of the goddamn sugar was and you'll do a better job of it than me. So, J2LL, where can you watch this? It is available on the Criterion channel, and it's available on HBO Max. And there are other Ackerman films on HBO Max. I really love that HBO Max is showing classic, underrated, but kind of like secretly really, I'm contradicting myself, underrated, but, you know, really prolific indie films like this. I think it's so important. If you don't get a movie, it's not the end of the world. It's not a waste of time. You tried it. And you know what? Good for you. Oh, I had a joke going there and I totally forgot it. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. Happy Friday. I hope you have a great weekend. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to I'm Reviewing Here. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Got a lot of good ones. The next movie is also French and is one of my like favorite movies friggin' ever. And I cannot wait to rewatch it. So definitely tune in. Follow me on Instagram at I'm Reviewing Here. Follow me personally at Mabussy, M-A-B-U-S-S-Y. It's not funny. It's my last name. Laugh all you want. Hearty har, 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 okay? Uh, but yeah, I... Uh, I'm really enjoying this and I wish you all a pleasant weekend. And if you're getting a massage and it doesn't feel good, say something. That's the moral of my story. Okay. Bye-bye.